before even all that, yeah, for your immune system, there's a number of like foundational things you do as a lifestyle to mm-hmm. make sure that you are have a strong terrain. So mm-hmm. again, when you get exposed, you can fight it off. Sleep. Yeah. Something as simple as sleep. When you go to bed at night mm-hmm. and you move through the different hours, when you get into the deeper stages of sleep, which require you sleeping six, seven, eight hours, mm-hmm. that is when your immune system is totally ramped up. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, we have a Dr. Brett back in studio for our voils, voil, voil, <laughs> for a male voice perspective. <laughs> Whoops, you know, the Tourette's comes out. So if you guys don't remember from our other uh, episode, Dr. Brett Phillips is a naturopathic doctor for the last 15 years. Is it 16 now? (laughs) (laughs) He lives in Kelowna with his four children, Maximus, Theodore, Athena, and Atticus. I love those names. I know. I was going to say we said this last time. I know. It was amazing. His naturopathic practice is a holistic approach of mind, body, spirit, and spirit medicine. He treats all ages and all concerns using education, knowledge as a tool to fuel change. He he believes, oh my God, today, I think it is the mimosas (laughs) that is giving me the speech impediment. He believes your quality of life is a product of who you hang out with. So true. And your daily habits. Mm Mm-hmm. He teaches the foundations of healthy diet, daily exercise, living mindful, mindful, living mindfully. There's a comma in there that shouldn't be in there. Okay, that's why I'm so confused. And getting restful sleep. Along with that, he implements various biohacks and in his clinics, such as IV therapy, regenerative injection therapies, supplements and herbal medicines, traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture as well as naturopathic adjustments similar to that of a chiropractor. I still need to get one of those because I do have a chiropractor and I don't know. Uh, He himself embodies these practices as he believes leading by example for his family. (coughs) Don't choke on the mimosas. His patients and his community. (laughs) So welcome His glass had a lot of orange juice, very little champagne, and Bella yeah. taught him how it was done right. So. <laughs> I just trust on that. Yeah, well, you know, a mimosa is three quarters of the champagne just and a then titch a, of a titch of orange juice. Otherwise, it. it's just orange juice. So thank you for coming <laughs> back. We are so excited to have you in the studio again with these mimosas on an empty stomach. So let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I had such a great time last time that I was just waiting for the invitation back. Yeah, I think you just just invited yourself. (laughs) Every time I was coming in, he's like, so when are we doing this again? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you did have a lot of, you know, wisdom and knowledge. And we do love a male perspective. So we do appreciate you coming in and giving the male um, voice, I guess, to our listeners. So today we're talking about changing of seasons, uh, immune system, detoxification, cleansing of summer, which we all need, Um, and maybe possibly chronic pain. We'll see how it all, like... (laughs) Sometimes we squirrel. Sometimes (laughs) we don't. Um, But yeah, let's talk about a bit of like, you know, 
I am totally because right now it's school season. People are getting sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the talks about masks and everything's coming back. Uh, how to boost your immune system and then how to detoxify the summer because yeah. I know I've been coming to you and getting the injections. Everybody's like, what are you getting in there? I'm like, I don't know. It's a cocktail. <laughs> and my pee is like super neon for the next two days and it smells like vitamin B. It's very potent. So yes, please don't come welcome. after me. <laughs> yeah. So don't come over. Don't come over because yeah. Um, but so you look great. She oh, does. Thanks. Yeah, I try. You know? <laughs> but the detox is working. I do feel yeah. uh, I do feel better I you know everybody's sick around me mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like drinking orange juice and right? a bit of champagne well, with the vitamin C <laughs> well here's the thing and this is the thing that a lot of people um, maybe get wrong is that they think just getting exposed to the virus the bacteria the cold is the problem but mm-hmm. really it's the terrain of the body which determines if you get sick or not okay mm-hmm. right because I mean, I'm in a medical office all day, every day, exposed every day to colds, and I'm not sick all the time. Yeah. Right? If it was the case of exposure, I'd be sick all the time. But it's the case of your train, your body. Is your body equipped with the barriers and the immune system, the defense system, to fight off what's getting exposed? Because the reality is we're getting exposed to stuff every day, all day long. But if our defense systems are strong, it doesn't manifest, doesn't build into Mm. what we call a cold. Right. I do have a regimen. Like I do when school starts, I up my vitamin uh, B, mm-hmm. D. Right. Yeah. My vitamin D to, so I am not a doctor. So don't um, take this and don't do whatever. I'll concur. Uh, advise, advise your medical professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Disclaimer. this is just what I do. So usually anywhere from five to 10,000 uh, vitamin D. Ooh, yeah. Because when the kids are coming in of school, you need to boost your immune system. Plus, you know, it gets colder and darker, the, everything changes. And then I do about two, 3,000 uh, vitamin C and then I do zinc mm-hmm. as Very well. That so that's my combo. combo for battling the fall immune, like... Do you mm-hmm. see a naturopathic doctor? I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think oh, it God. starts with a B. <laughs> um, you know what? Well, you're right. So vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin, right? So right. most of us get it from the sunshine, but living above the 49th parallel and definitely in this season and then definitely living in the Okanagan when we start getting that sort of cloud cover inversion, mm-hmm. we don't get enough of that sort of UV length to create the vitamin D. Yeah. And vitamin D, which is one of the most well-researched, um, I guess, vitamins out there with regards to immune function, um, every single cell in your body that is an immune cell has vitamin D receptors on it. Huh. And it's part of what feeds it so it can divide and build this, this army, right? Right. Plus, vitamin D also plays a huge role in dopamine and synthesis in the brain and feeling good. Mm. And when we feel good and we're in a happy, you know, what I call rest, repair, relax, digest mm-hmm. state— mm-hmm our body's immune system is also much stronger versus being in that fight or flight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So vitamin D is important. And what I find with vitamin D is that we are chronically deficient. I mm-hmm. test all the time people's vitamin D, summer and winter. And even in the summer, I find a lot of people have a low vitamin D. So what I used to do when I first started practicing was give 100, I'm sorry, 1,000 IUs, which is, was the standard regular dose right. every day. That's what I told was a good dose. 
And then as I matured and got older and, <laughs> you know, took more conferences and then eventually met a, this wonderful doctor who mentored me a little bit, he said, no, 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 Dr. Brett. He's like 10,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I started giving out 10,000 IUs every day during the winter. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my goodness. People just got so much better and so much happier and so much stronger. I couldn't even believe it. And then when the season would change, the lineup outside the door to come get the 10,000 vitamin D was uh, shocking. Yeah. And if I see, like often I'll do it orally, but I also can do it as an injection. So Mm -hmm. if I see people really low, we'll do like some injections of vitamin D to get people up. Right. And again, the change is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's some of the things like with vitamin C, let's say, is also very important for the immune system. When you start taking it, you don't necessarily feel it. Yeah. Vitamin D, when you are low, you feel it mm-hmm. in your yeah. mood. When you are high, you feel it in your good mood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a really vitamin yeah, D. Yeah, I think it's so true. Mm-hmm. I started taking it because like um I was diagnosed with SAD, uh seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they put me on medication, but then I saw, not you, but I had a naturopathic doctor in Edmonton and she said, um, no, we need to get you off this med and just go 10,000, mm-hmm. um, is it IUs? IUs, yep, yeah. Right, yeah. IUs. Yep. Uh, I always want to say IUDs, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Different <laughs> I use um, and then, you know, up your vitamin C throughout the day, not all at once because you do like pee it out and then the zinc. And I mean, it changed mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And even with my children during the winter, I know they say 800. I give them 3000. And when they're sick, I give mm-hmm. them 5000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been working for them. They're really like healthy children. They don't get mm-hmm. sick very often. And when they do, they recover quite quickly. Yeah. So right. it's because I am on top of the vi- like the, sure. the vitamin D is right. so building your immune so system. And I um, do find too, like in the summer, I th- I think we don't get as much of the D because we are constantly sunscreening. That's right. Yeah, so that's all right. the time. I don't think I have a deficiency because <clears> I was working the boat all you know whatever, <laughs> and I think I just got my extra tan in Vegas. Yeah. Um, by burn. Uh, but yeah, no, I do agree with with. Um, Another interesting thing to note is like with vitamin D, so you can take 1,000 or you can take 10,000 and basically you're going to absorb it all at once. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't lose much of it. Okay. But with the vitamin C, when you said you take two to 3,000, an important thing for people to know is that your body can only absorb between 500 to 1,000 at once mm-hmm. moment before yeah. the receptors get absorbed, right? Yeah. So you got to divide it. So it'd yeah. be like 1,000 in the morning, 1,000 at lunch, yeah. 1,000 in the it. evening. Yeah, that's what that makes sense. We, we used to take all of it at once. Like my yeah. husband does it all the time. Lee, I got one time I'm like, what? He has this thing of all vitamins and he's <laughs> able to pop him and then have a water and he's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that too. So then I don't have to spread this thing out. I got so sick. Yeah. I was yeah. driving. I got nauseous. I puked all over myself. We call that bowel tolerance. (laughs) I could not. I cannot. So now I like, you know, the vitamin D, I get the quick dissolve under the tongue. It's easier so that I'm not, you know, swallowing. I'm not a pill popper per se. It's hard for me to take pills. Um, But yeah, anything that can be dissolved or the droppers. The drop. Yeah. The drop. You know, the other thing that's important for people to know or to understand too is like, Definitely those three um, vitamins and mineral 
are are good to take when you get sick. Mm-hmm. But actually, as you said, if you take start taking them before you get sick, right. then it'll do a lot of prevention too, yeah. right? Because again, it's upregulating and yeah. supporting a strong army. Yeah. Because what with the immune system, when you're born into the world, mm-hmm. provided your mom breastfeeds you on that day one and two, that first bit of milk called colostrum, I guess it comes out yeah. of out of the breast is full of the mom's immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, giving the baby all this pre-information on helping it deal with uh, the world. Yeah. But after that, everything that the baby gets exposed to and the infant and the young child and adult is like exposure for the first time. Yeah. Right? And then when you fight off that infection, you then shrink down and build this like, like you build this army to fight it off. Yeah. Why did you win? You're still alive. <laughs> Um, it then shrinks down into a little army that sits in your body forever. Memory cells mm-hmm. that then are like a SWAT team waiting for that exposure again, right? Yeah. Mm. And then that way, if that virus comes along again, you might not even know that you get exposed to it because the SWAT team gets there and fights it off. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think viruses are so interesting too. Like, I know that um, during, say, like, you're saying like it's a little army, right? Like I know in the H1N1 that the old people who had been through like the Great Plague or whatever it was Mm -hmm. at at a certain time in the 20s or whatever, who were still alive, a lot of them weren't dying where people who were older were dying. It was because they were exposed to like a similar, a different strain, but still the same virus. Well, and this was the whole like sort of discussion about natural immunity, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you build natural immunity, these immune cells that are out there, they not only build one um, exposure to that one variant, but they they already like think ahead and they yeah. start building all these different potential variants that could happen, right. which gives you a more robust immune system. Yeah. Right? For me, I caught COVID at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. It was friggin' horrible. I felt like I was going to die for 10 days. Yeah. I stayed home, did all the things. Guess what? I haven't been sick since. Yeah. Since COVID. Yeah. Wow. Like the beginning of COVID. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe a little cold here or there, but yeah. like for a guy that's working in a clinic all day long every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, went, I weathered COVID pretty you well. until like the end. Until, yeah. I didn't get it. Like I, because I was on top of like my vitamins and like we're pretty good at naturally uh, boosting our immune system as a family. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up going to hospital for a procedure and that's where I caught COVID. I thought I was having complications after the procedure, but right. it was just COVID. I felt fatigued. I felt tired. Um, I didn't have the symptoms. I, I did tests and I'm like, oh shit, I have COVID. Right. <laughs> it's not the procedure. What? It's the COVID. Uh, but yeah, I weathered it fairly well. And so did everybody in my family. Mm-hmm. The only person that didn't have COVID is my husband. <laughs> Out of every, and he came into a, a, a like a household full of everybody having COVID. Right. But because I feel like we're like healthy, we eat we eat healthy, um, and we're on top of my cocktail, which is the vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc, um, and higher doses that we're able to weather a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, things much better than we did when my kids were younger. Oh my God, they tried to kill us. Oh, I swear so well. to, to God, with germs. these children tried to put me into my grave. <laughs> <Every day, laughs> no, I've never been so sick in my life for the first two years oh, yeah. of them. Yeah. And then when they started kindergarten. Oh, gross. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. <laughs> so you know what? Ugh. And the, here's the thing too is, 
getting sick is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a normal part of life. Yeah. Right. And actually, as you're going through life and you're younger coming up and you're getting exposed to these things and getting sick, mm-hmm. it's like you're continuously updating your antivirus system. Yeah. Right. Building more of these SWAT teams, more of these yeah. armies. So when you do get older yeah. and you get exposed again, to your point about uh, the H1N1 and the older folks is when you're 60, 70, 80 years old and yeah. you now get exposed to say COVID or something, well, you already got the SWAT team. Yeah. Right. So you breeze through it. If you're someone that Lives maybe didn't bubble. get exposed or... <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, then what happens is uh, you get exposed when you're old and weak and yeah. you know, yeah. see you later, maybe alligator. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so like I do always I do believe kids need to be exposed to different things um in their mm-hmm. early years, you know, like um I had chickenpox parties, remember yeah. those? Yeah. <laughs> and now chickenpox is like a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is wild because again, when you get exposed to chickenpox naturally, yeah. again, when you build these natural SWAT teams, yeah. You never have to worry about it again. Except actually chicken pox, now that I think about it. Chicken pox, you only get shingles, which does suck ass (laughs) if you have chicken pox. Yeah, which everybody kind of does. Because I I had chicken pox in... Poland. I remember mm-hmm. like the dots everywhere that we had to put the green. But I mean, I've been exposed to a lot of things in Poland, in Poland? <laughs> you know, even like Chernobyl when we had to drink right. iodine. Uh, yeah, because we had the wow. nuclear cloud come over. And so crazy. Yeah. yeah, I remember us like, you know, you have certain memories that stay with you as a child. And, yeah. you know, you were in preschool um, or kindergarten, whatever. And we were all lining up. I remember there was only one spoon. There wow. wasn't multiple spoons. Okay, there's not <laughs> well, a lot of it. boosting your immune system. You know, that was totally <laughs> boosting. We were all sharing our germs. And then, yeah, it was like every morning it was like a spoonful of iodine. Iodine uh, into the kids' mouths, and wow. yeah, that's how we kind of, you know, escape this right. nuclear cloud. I don't know because I do feel like we do have. I'm not sure if I'm gonna say that's why I had fertility issues, but a lot of my family does have issues with fertility. Um, it could be just the food that we're eating now too. There's a lot of crap in there. Uh, but yeah, yeah you, just, know like, you never also, know what we're exposed to. With fertility, I also believe um, our exposure to a lot of these like pesticides yes. and parabens and mm-hmm. plastics mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a huge effect on what's going on in the whole fertility yeah. world. Because mm. they're, they're xenoestrogens, right? Yeah. Like they really are. A lot of it looks like hormones. Yeah. I do. I, I I did listen to a podcast. I do listen to Dark History yes. by Bailey Sarian. Um, and she talks, if you ever want to know about a lot of like the history of the companies like Monsanto and the birth control pill and all the other experiments, the pesticide, everything right. that went and is going into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm it's not, wild. Yeah. It is crazy. It is wild. Um, I had a patient when I first started practicing years ago, and he's now passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he, was, uh, he was on the board for designing the Canadian food pyramid mm. back oh. in the day. Okay. And um, if you remember, if you did not eat dairy, yeah. you were not going to have bones or teeth. Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, he shared with me that very much that pyramid was based on dollars and lobbying. Of course. Uh, of course. 100%. Right? The milk and, industry is And if you huge. look today, it's now a circle yeah. 
Yeah. And there's no such thing as dairy. Yeah. yeah. So, so what does that mean? Yeah. Now we now we don't need it. Our bones, Our bones are, are going to stay in now. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do. Like, there's a thing about milk. I don't drink milk. I used to anyways. Like, in Poland, we had the cow. There was no pasteurization. You went, you milked Got the cow. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. shit that's in your bucket whatever you you sift it through yeah. the little sifter thing and then off you go live milk live milk live milk right live uh, but yeah so you did you you drank that kind of milk it wasn't pasteurized mm-hmm. it wasn't what it is today it wasn't three percent two percent zero percent that was like you know you you drank that but then as you you know i grew and did my own research and studies i just the the thought of we're the only species that drinks milk past our like child like childbirth. Another animal. Animals, milk. yeah, milk. It is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I do drink almond milk, and it's like, I know the milk industry is all huffy and puffy because we call it milk. It's not. It's almond water, <laughs> whatever. But I just there's something that grosses me out. Huh. It's not that I don't eat cheese. Like I'm not a big cheese person, um, but I will eat cheese even mm. though it is a, a product yeah. of you know dairy. Like, you know, dairy i do eat butter uh and stuff like that but it's just like the thought of drinking milk just grosses me out right on that I note and tying it back to the immune yeah. system so i was i was born in the prairies uh-huh. saskatchewan mm-hmm. and we grew up with milk yeah. like it was like milk in your cereal big glass of milk at dinner yeah. like milk 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 i literally had the biggest tonsils out of anybody. And the mm-hmm. tonsils, just so everyone knows, is an immune system organ. They're like a lymph node. Mm-hmm. So ah. they're there. Every time you eat something, food and stuff is mm-hmm. rubbing past those little tonsils yeah. to let the body know what's entering into the absorption areas of the body. Because you need to remember, because you put something in your mouth does not make it a part of you. Yeah, right. Right? Because you swallow it, you are not it. If you swallow a marble, yeah. you are not part marble. That marble is traveling through the tube. You're like a donut, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the gut is your ba- besides your skin. Your gut is the biggest exposure to the mm-hmm. outside world, right? Meaning, it has an opportunity to get into the body and then yeah. affect cellular function. So, your biggest immune system is in your gut, and the, then the first one is your tonsils. And mm-hmm. so, you see all these kids. What they used to do is remove tonsils, mm-hmm. right? Right, remove this defense organ system that that alerts the rest of the body that something good is not coming in. Yeah. Mm. When I would, when I was a kid, I had lots of tonsillitis, lots of sore throats, mm-hmm. lots of strap. Lots strap, of, yeah, me too. Right, but my parents weren't uh, really into surgeries and removing yeah. body parts, you know, in their children. Thank you, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, as I got older, and I started learning about dairy and its effect on the immune system, I cut it out. Mm-hmm. And I have not had a sore tonsil since the day I cut out dairy. Right. 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was chronically plagued with it. Interesting. And so now I've treated lots of people and lots of families. And, you know, my first thing is like, before we do anything, you know, big and crazy in the the practice, let's start with taking out dairy. Yeah. And nine out of 10 times, tonsillitis goes away. Yeah. I still use it in my coffee. Uh, yeah, yeah, and nothing like it was- I used to like. Yeah, that's the thing is like I could not have a cappuccino with almond milk. It was like because we were so used to milk. But then once the shift happened, long, long time ago, mm-hmm. I just I can't like 
can't even, go back. I can't even if I accidentally don't say, hey, <laughs> give me a matcha yeah, latte. Yeah, you gave me your matcha. Yeah, yeah, I could not do the milk. It just, I there's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know about grew- chocolate milk? <laughs> no, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Chocolate milk, I don't know. We we do cacao with water or I do almond chocolate mm. milk. So You know, so this topic dark this chocolate. topic and related to the immune system wants me to bring you bring us back cuz we we jumped into talking about uh vitamins and right. yeah. supplements, but before even all that. Yeah. For your immune system, there's a number of like foundational things you do as a lifestyle to mm-hmm. make sure that you are have a strong terrain. So mm-hmm. again, when you get exposed, you can fight it off. Sleep. Yeah. Something as simple as sleep. When you go to bed at night mm-hmm. and you move through the different hours, when you get into the deeper stages of sleep, which require you sleeping six, seven, eight hours, mm-hmm. that is when your immune system is totally ramped up. Mm-hmm. And throughout your body, the immune system is doing a check and balance where it's looking for things that have gotten into it and cleaning it up. So again, you may get exposed one day. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. As long as you get a good sleep, your yeah. body cleans it up by morning and you just keep going on. Right. But if you're, you know, again, stressed out, not sleeping, staying up late, watching TV. Or getting injections in your knee and mm. can't sleep because the, <laughs> the dreams. The, the thing came <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Because the the numbness has worn off. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like sleep, our sleep is a huge part mm-hmm. of um, you know having a strong immune system and doing well. Mm-hmm. And that's why, if you think about it, in the winter, mm-hmm. it's darker. Which means, really, if we're following the seasons, you're supposed to sleep more, right? Yeah. So even though we're exposed, maybe more. If we're following kind of the sleep patterns of, yeah. of the winter. We should hibernate more. We should go to bed at seven. I oh, do go, but no, good. I do. No, seriously. Yeah. I do like 9, 30, 10 o'clock is my bedtime. It's a good time. It doesn't matter yeah. when, but I am up, you know, 5, 5.30-ish. Yeah. Uh, so I do find that cycle when you're on a, uh, what am I, not pattern, what is um uh, routine. 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 Thank yeah. you. The heart for me to think of routine because <laughs> I'm not a routine person. But the sleep, it's like I do. Like when we go out and we're going to go out later, yeah. I do feel like I need to have a coffee at like 6 p.m. Because I know by 10 o'clock after having a glass of wine, I'm going to be ready for this <laughs> out. I'm going to go yeah. home, right? Yeah. So if I want to stay out a little bit longer, then I do need to... You know, have that caffeinate. I don't actually I would, drink. I would coffee. say coffee is the least of the bad things that you could do to stay up. Yeah, I actually don't drink. I I like the taste of coffee. I do decaf. I yeah. decaf. That's I don't smart. do uh, caffeinated. Only when so I, I went out with my son for his twentieth birthday this weekend. Mm-hmm. Before we left the house at eight o'clock, I had a double triple espresso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we're, we're, doing the, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. Didn't you have him in for like uh, some vitamin shots the next day? I oh, saw yeah, in your yeah. stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good dad, right? Yeah, there. that's <laughs> like me cleansing after Vegas. I came in. What we came in Monday night. We almost died on yeah, that, that airplane ride. ride. Was so bad. I was turbulent? Sick. The turbulent for ten minutes. We were on a freaking roller coaster ride. When I yeah. got off, I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. For about half hour, forty minutes after that, I'm like, oh my god! I almost turned on my phone and <laughs> called my mom to be like, mom, I don't think we're gonna make it. Tell oh, the kids I love. No, <laughs> no it's true. The lady no. behind me was like, we're gonna die. 
Yeah. We're going to die. <laughs> and it was like, it was trying to land and it looked like we were not going to land on a tarmac. Yeah. It was so scary. Wow. And he was going down and he tried to land so many times. Yeah. Tried to land and then yeah. we took yeah. us off. And no, no, no. And then just like, like, just oh, like yeah. Wow. And then we smashed, smashed hard. Down. But yeah. I had that once happen to me on a flight back from Maui. Yeah. But I just slept through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone Why seems is everyone so yelling? <laughs> Everyone's like, looks worried. And there was this kid like, screaming and everybody yeah. else was quiet because we were all quiet. like, we're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sir, you snored through the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, well, the guy behind so me was holding on to my seat. Oh. I was going like, holy fuck. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was <laughs> but scary. But we survived. Yeah, but yeah. So um, yes, you you can yeah, yeah fill yeah, me up there. Pop me up here because we're three quarters uh, champagne and twenty five percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> orange juice for the vitamin C that we're gonna pee out in less than twelve uh, hours. So sleep uh, is super important. Uh, yeah, right? right. Like we can't negate that. Like you sleep well, you're doing yeah. I think half the battle. Yeah. The other one would be is managing stress properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Again, when your body is in the fight or flight state, which can be, you know, triggered by something physical, mm-hmm. you can also be trained more, probably more psychological worrying, mm-hmm. right? Um, your body only has so much energy, so much blood flow and has to mm-hmm. put it into what's going on in its environment yeah. or, it's, or it's again, it's exposed environment. So you know, it will shunt it from what's called your fight or flight, which is your muscles and your, you know, your lungs and your heart to fight or run away from, say, the bear or the exposed threat to when you're in a calm, relaxed state, your digestive tract, your immune system, your reproductive system, your sleep system. So a lot of people aren't aware that all of our systems aren't running at full capacity at once. Right. So the body, again, has to decide where to put it. Yeah. So when you're in fight or flight... You are not worried about fighting off a virus. You're worried about running away from the bear. Yeah. And you know what? Just having that knowledge for me and then learning simple tools like belly breathing, Mm -hmm. drinking calming tea, positive self-talk and affirmations Mm -hmm. allowed me to realize, hey, why am I worried about these fictitious possibilities that are probably not going to happen? Yeah. Or this thing that's in the future that I'm already planning for. Yeah, you can't control it. I can't control the outcome, but I've planned. Yeah. So to ground myself back into the present moment so that I can have the best sleep possible, the strongest immune system possible, mm-hmm. the best digestion of my nutrients if possible mm-hmm. so that I can face the world. Yeah. Love you know, that. and that's, that's one of the things that I find with the human condition of mm-hmm. worrying is if you can actually take a step back from yourself and kind of view your thoughts, you realize that the bulk of the things that we are allowing control our mood are things that actually are never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that if we can sort of just, you know, view the possibilities once and then, you know, kind of go, hey, I don't have to worry about these ones. Yeah. And then do the best we can in the moment for mm-hmm. the best outcome. Yeah. Accept it. We're in a much better state yeah. overall in our lives. But again, related to the immune system, in a place where our bodies are just stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I feel like as women, we do have a lot more in our heads and we do run a lot more stories and yep. we do tend to worry a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a new like outlet with is journaling. I always told my clients, journal, journal, journal. I never like did it myself. I didn't believe it really worked. But because I was going through a, a, a hard time, still going through a bit of a time, um, 
I started to journal. And, you know, when I had my dreams in the middle of the night after your injections in my knee. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your it's fault. It's all your fault. I literally, like it was 3.30 in the morning. I like, I'm like, I need to get these thoughts out onto paper. And once I got them out on paper, they were out of my yeah. head on the paper and I went back to sleep yeah. to continue to have another <laughs> devastating dream. <laughs> <laughs> But again, it was like I was able to get myself back to sleep because, you know, I used to have a hard time falling asleep. It used to piss me off when my husband would like he yeah, he close his eyes, uh, hit the pillow and he's snoring. And I just yeah, wanted yeah. to stab him because <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, how dare you sleep when I cannot sleep? You know, my brain be will like, not shut up. Yeah. Yeah. But I learned coping mechanisms like how to, you know, get into that. And then the routine. Uh, mm-hmm. really helped going to bed. I think children helped a lot because I needed to get on a schedule yeah. because they were, you know, up and whatever. But now I am able to fall asleep even when there's shit that's happening in my life. I am now discovering, when I discovered tapping, now I'm discovering journaling. Uh, tapping really helped and now just getting those thoughts onto paper and out of the head. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Um, <laughs> two thoughts on that. One, I think the routine thing is really important. Mm-hmm. And routine doesn't mean just time. I think, what are you doing for that hour leading up to bed? Yeah. Right? So, again, Washing for too sleep- hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which may or may not be the right choice. You know? But like, I think like, you have a... It's the mindless. <laughs> I love it. It's the best thing because then I, I don't have to think about it. Anything else is like... Right? Yeah. But anyways. Right. But like, uh, like, so, so what I suggest for a lot of people is like a warm bath with Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. Right? Light candle. Have a mantra that you repeat to yourself. Like, I sleep really well. But if I know I'm going to have a hard time, I just lay in bed and I repeat deep sleep. Deep mm. sleep. Deep sleep. Belly mm-hmm. breathing. Right? Not And then if I have a lot of those thoughts coming in, yeah. either journaling them out, writing it out. And the important thing for a lot of people to understand too is like, it's not about keeping the journal. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. could literally write those thoughts out and mm-hmm. then burn the piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. Some people are worried to write it out because they don't want people seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's burn not it, like that. Burn, burn, it, burn it. it after. But there is. There's something about taking it out of the metaphysical yeah. and yeah. putting it into the physical that allows you to purge it out of the mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you don't have that ability to say, turn on the lights and write it down or whatever, mm-hmm. I also will pretend there's an imaginary lockbox or like a treasure chest that I can put it in the chest. Yeah. And I tell myself, tomorrow at seven o'clock, I'll look at it. I can open it up again and think about it. But what I know is trying to solve the world's problems on these issues tonight mm-hmm. while I sleep will Not solve that. nothing, but yeah. actually make me lesser ability tomorrow yeah. to mm-hmm. solve the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, no, it's so that's good. powerful stuff. Yeah. yeah. The other 100%. big one, the other big lifestyle one would be exercise. Yeah. Right? Exercising yourself. And when you exercise, you naturally build different endorphins. Yeah. And yeah. Keflons and hormones like testosterone, which are anabolic, which are regenerative, that are telling your cells to grow. So yeah. again, when you're trying to grow a strong immune system, if you're exercising regularly, which puts you into like, again, a calm, happy state of being, parasympathetic. Yeah. And you're upregulating your anabolic sort of hormone levels. Mm-hmm. Your ability again to clean up and fight off infections is yeah. Amplified. I do. I do feel better when I I go yeah, uh, exercise. I go yeah oxygen yoga for the boot camp in the morning six a.m. Um, yeah, after that, my whole day feels different. Mm-hmm. It yeah. totally feels different. Um, there are times I I need 
more of a yoga yeah. stretch thing. Uh, and because of my knee, I've been, you know, modifying mm-hmm. a lot. But I do feel like, you know, the weight training, the physical, the sweating, mm-hmm. the infrared is so good for me. Mm-hmm. And I do feel different when I go regularly. I yeah. try to go, you know, three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I don't, I do definitely feel it. Yeah. Not yeah. just like... Physically, emotionally, I feel in my body. Like, well, you know. on that, the lymphatic system, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of people, when they go through school, they don't learn about the lymphatic system. Yeah. Right. Right. Has anyone ever heard of the lymphatic heart? No. Nope. Negative. Trick question, right? Because there is not a lymphatic heart. So, our cardiovascular system, which has this heart that's pumping yeah. and pushing it through this highway of, of, you know, tubes, the the vasculature. Yeah. The lymphatic system doesn't have that, but it is a tubular system, which is every single place that your cardiovascular system is. The way it works is by movement. So when your body moves and a muscle contracts, it squeezes the tube and there's these one-way valves that push it along its path. Right. So being active and moving Mm -hmm. gets the lymphatic system draining. Things like infrared gets the lymphatic system moving. Um, Different types of massage therapies, dry skin brushing, mm-hmm. saw red saunas. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things get your lymphatic system draining, right? Yeah. Um, and what happens is, is that is what's moving it through these pathways that then expose it to the lymph nodes, which is where those little SWAT teams are living. Yeah. And again, if you've been a good kid and you've been exposed to lots of things, <laughs> you have lots of armies and you clean it up, right? Yeah. So that's why exercise is important. And it doesn't always have to be going to the gym and lifting yeah. weights, but even just do like yoga, stretching yeah. like that in yoga is very much a powerful lymphatic mm-hmm. movement process, mm. right? Getting things draining and moving. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a, this is a really, really important fact that I want to share because a lot of people don't get this. Feed a fever, starve a cold. Our fever, a fever in the body is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. A fever is your immune system fighting. Fighting. Right. Yeah. It's a response. It is telling you to relax. It's telling mm-hmm. you to stay home. It's yeah. telling you to stay in bed. Go to sleep. And when your body temperature rises, your immune system can build faster. It amplifies the regeneration of the immune system. And most bacteria and viruses do not like a higher body temperature. They mm. like a lower body temperature. Mm. So feed a fever, grow your immune system. Right. And feed a fever, starve a cold. Stunt the bacteria or virus mm. from growing. Huh. So, so a lot of us have a bit of a fever and think, oh no, we need to stop this. And they take Tylenol or something, yeah. right? Right. And then what you're inevitably doing is supporting the bacteria to mm-hmm. live longer. Yeah. You might yeah. feel a bit better because you're numbing your discomfort with yeah. a drug. Right. But you're actually inhibiting your body from getting over it faster. Yeah. So you need to watch out for like grossly high fevers. Yeah. I was just going to say, because I did have a child who got, like, I did believe like, don't give the kid a fever medication right off the bat. But I did have one of my children when they were younger, I think like two, uh, almost non-responsive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She was like, whatever. So rushed to the hospital like Lee was away my parents were at a party I was home alone with twins and you know Kaylee's not like fully responding so Mm -hmm. yeah I I mean and that's the right thing to do right like 
but, you, but she was fine. Yeah. Like, right, of you course, know, they yeah. gave her some Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. And then she was okay. She's and like, I was like, back. you know, they yeah. did a chest x-ray, which honestly has traumatized me of how they do x-rays for children. It is They put them crazy. in between two boards. Yeah. So they're like this to do a chest x-ray because the kid, she was too little to sit up or whatever. And I like literally it's was so trauma- traumatic. <laughs> I was, yeah. So much trauma I need to release. <laughs> Yeah, you right. know, but anyways, so, yes. So fever. I'm not yeah. a big. I'm not a big fan of X-rays. Yeah. But so when I go to the dentist, I always refuse. My dentist was like, "Okay, it's been 12 years." Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I haven't had one toothache in 12 yeah. years. Like, I don't think I need it." And somehow, somehow, I got convinced to like do an X-ray. Well, first off, I don't like it. Second. The first one she did, she did some mistake and didn't get a good picture. So I got one <laughs> dose, <laughs> and then I was like, "Are you freaking kidding don't me?" Do it again. They yeah. did it again, and then. She almost came in back, like laughing, like, hey, hey, see, I showed you there's a cavity here. And I'm like, well, it hasn't bugged me. And I'm here yeah. 12 years. Like, I don't think I'm going to deal with it. Like, are you just looking for pictures? But, yeah. you know, people don't understand is x-rays, though you don't feel it. Yeah. Just like pesticides and herbicides that you don't see, mm-hmm. these things are cancer causing and yeah. actually hurt the body. So you want to be, um, you know, sometimes you have to look. Yeah. But you don't want to just be looking just to look all the time, yeah. right? Because you are getting exposed to well, radiation. Well, that's the thing. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, with the dentist, same thing. Like, I just had my teeth done two years ago. I have Invisalign. So they mm-hmm. did like a full-on scan. And they're like, well, you're due for x-rays. I'm like, but literally, like, I have no issues right now. Nothing's bothering me. But their 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 argument is, if we don't see it, it will cause something. right. And when your teeth are not okay, it it can cause a lot of other mm-hmm. health, severe true, health true. issues. Like even heart or whatever. Yeah. Heart, yeah, yes. you can, yeah. I agree. and that, But I'm also of but, the fact that like, okay, well, throw a bunch of x-rays through my face. Yeah. They want to do it so often. Like, and my mom was always as a kid, one of those people who was like the dentist, even when I was a teenager, they'd be like, oh, she want we should do an x-ray. And they would always be like, no, you got to call her mom. Yeah. Like, she's going to freak. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They make me sign like something, make me yeah. feel guilty that I don't want to get my kids to get it. They're like, you have yeah. to sign these four documents if my, your kid is not getting an x-ray. I'm yeah. Like, I I let them do it, but I don't let them do it often. Like if they're like, oh, it's been like two to three years. We want to do it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But not, I'm, no, they like want to do it every six freaking months. Yeah. The x-ray? Yeah. What? Like kind of when, when they, when they run to? out of the room and when hide they, behind like, the lamp <laughs> thing when they're taking the picture yeah. is a clue. Yeah. But I think x-rays have changed a little bit mm-hmm. too now because they're not out of the room. They're, they put the thing no, on no, you. They're, they're, still on. Out, they're still out of the room. No. No, my, they put that little jacket and on they, you. Yeah. No, I don't have the. She comes in, she does like a, a bite something, and then she has like this, like machine that like mm. she holds it and she's there holding it and she goes click. She's a rebel. Oh, that's mm. that's pretty good. I, I thought that, that was the picture one. I've done that one where they do the like around yeah. your head. <laughs> like Take note. I don't think they're in the room. they set it up and they leave the room. I'm sure no. of it. Um, but Ugh. back to this fever. Right. I just want to like so one of my like home remedies. Everybody, listen up. Yeah. Um, that is like helped so many people countlessly kill a cold fast. Is part of the feed a fever still over cold? Get in the bathtub. Mm. Make it hot, 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 right. hot, hot. Like uncomfortably hot. Don't mm-hmm. burn yourself, but yeah. get it uncomfortably hot. Before you get in there, yeah. make a garlic, ginger, lemon tea. Mm-hmm. Take garlic. You must mince it. To release the alanase, which mm-hmm. is an enzyme that's in the cell of garlic that is very, very powerful. 
And that's what we call an antimicrobial. Yeah. I mean, antimicrobial means it kills bacteria, it kills viruses, it kills parasites, it kills fungus, it kills everything. Mm-hmm. And it boosts the immune system. And it kills vampires. And it kills <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You need a civil bullet for werewolves. So we'll talk about that next. Next week. Yeah. On. Right? Um, but you do that. Yeah. That is the antimicrobial. Ginger is a diaphoretic, meaning it heats the body from the inside out. Feed a free for starve a cold. Mm-hmm. And then um, a little bit of lemon you can put in there if you like. A little cayenne for a little extra heat. But mm-hmm. you do that drink and you get in that bathtub and you heat it up for at least 15 minutes. Let your body sweat. Yeah. Then get out. Oh, I forgot something. Depending on where the cold is, if it's up in your face and you're really congested, mm-hmm. you take some cotton white socks before that and you put them in ice water. Okay. Okay. Then you have this bath mm-hmm. and it's called warming socks. And then you get out of the bath, wring out those cotton white socks, put on a sweatsuit, okay. slip on the socks, which are cold, slip some wool socks over top and go to bed. Huh. And somewhere in the middle of the night, you'll like wiggle those socks off. They'll be dry. You'll wiggle yeah. them off. But what happens is... Remember the beginning when I said there's only so much blood flow yeah. mm-hmm. somewhere? That will cause all that congestion that's stuck up here to come down, down to your feet. Interesting. Mm. Kind of open up all the pathways to allow, again, mm. the immune system to come in there. Interesting. I yeah. like it. So I'm hot, totally going to try that next time. Yeah, it works great, especially yeah. like for upper congestion type stuff or lung stuff. It's yeah. like people think I'm crazy when I'm telling them. And then they come back and they're giddy and laughing <laughs> and kissing and hugging me. Hey, oh, Dr. Bay, you're so <laughs> You actually know what you're talking yeah. about. My mother, ex-mother-in-law or former mother-in-law, she was obsessed with telling people always when they had a cold, like, you got to have minced garlic and and do this. And she never got sick. Like, she was yeah. always like, if she had a bit of a cold, she worked with like 30 little preschool children all the time. She'd like, just get her garlic going. Yeah. Everyone was sick of her kids. hearing of it, yeah. but she was on it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's yeah. like, it's like... um it's old wisdom. It's yeah. plant medicine. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. na- nature and, giving you a gift. Yeah, in Poland, like that's the thing. It's like we had hot milk with garlic mm-hmm. in there, right? And and we would be forced to go into bed with 5,000 blankets on top of us to sweat it out. Right. Ah. That was the sweating out. So I still sweat. I'm like, okay, if, <laughs> when the family's sick, I make them sweat it out. because that's my starve a cold. Right. And then same for like a cough. There's a thing where we take onion, mm-hmm. we chop it up, we put sugar and then we let it rest for 24 hours. And then the juice from the onion hmm. is what helps with the, the, the cough. And, I haven't uh, heard about that one. Yeah. So that, what, that's okay, our, you know, cool. so we have the onion, onion and garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we right? smell so great. She's like, uh, I have a cold stay <laughs> away for five days. You know what happens yeah. is most people who do the, the tea, yeah. um, they actually end up doing it all day long. Like yeah. A lot of people say, we'll start making it. And they go, you know what? I don't care what I smell like. It yeah. is so good, Dr. Mm. Brad. Like, and because at first they're like, what? Drinking garlic? Yeah. But yeah. it's like, it's like, you know how, like, let's say wine. When you first tried wine as a kid and you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. how would you ever drink this? Yeah. But what it is, is there's a physiological effect that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with garlic, ginger, lemon tea. Yeah. It doesn't initially taste great. But when you start noticing like your body feels stronger and more healthy and clear. Yeah. Like you sick. It becomes a part of your staple. Yeah. You're like, I don't care what I smell like. I <laughs> yeah. feel great. I feel but- great. <laughs> I have a hard time digesting like uh, garlic. It's uh, even if I have like garlic shrimp, mm-hmm. two days later, I'm still f- like feeling like it's coming out of my pores. It's mm-hmm. coming out of my there mouth. There is it's in just- the liver. There's a sulfur because garlic sulfur, uh, sulfur building pathway where yeah. sometimes people's just a little bit weak and that can yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, molybdenum mm-hmm. is a mineral that 
you don't find out there very often is usually oh, yeah. what you could take to, to help. Okay, with yeah, because that. that's the big one for me ah, with garlic. I'll I, send you the bill. I after. try, yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I gotta get another like, job. She's gotta get another job. Another job another to pay for right here. Holy crap! <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. So yeah, I think uh, <laughs> on that note, yeah. it is time. Is it time? <laughs> Can I ask one quick question? Yeah, of course. I'm interested about magnesium, like because I heard that women are often low on magnesium. Mm-hmm. Is this just? True or uh, um, you know what? Everybody's low on low. magnesium. Okay. Yeah, it's a very common thing to be low on. Um, mm-hmm. It's a powerful mineral that's involved in a lot of different pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, I suggest to people to take magnesium at night. And if you have yes. some sleep issues, mm-hmm. I've heard this. It magnesium helps, helps to just relax the whole body and mm-hmm. again put you into that state of deeper sleep. And yeah. you know, before melatonin, before like passion fruit or Viagra. Valeria. Valeria. I don't know what Valeria is. Valeria. I think it might keep you away. Oh my goodness. What's going on? Was that a Freudian slip? It's called a champagne strip. Strip. Damn it. You guys were just in Vegas. Okay. That was fun. No, but yeah, the magnesium, I calm the, you know, again. My husband had ticks. All over, like the you know how um, sometimes your eye oh, like tremor, tremor yeah. kind of thing. He used to have them all over his legs. He's like just nonstop firing. Oh. And we went to our naturopath, and he's like, "No, you." Need, she's like, "You need to do the magnesium." However, there is a warning: mm. if you take too much magnesium, uh, your bum is gonna be not happy with you. <laughs> Okay, good. So Those are pretty high doses. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but I mean, I, if I took two scoops of magnesium, I would have the poops. Right. Like, like, unbelie- like I just could not. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Good so to just know. a warning for those. Uh, <laughs> take your garlic. Try, that's take true. Your that's garlic. too much vitamin C as well. Yeah. That can happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bowel tolerance. Yeah. So be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> and go gentle into the Tonight. night when you're taking your magnesium. Start with one scoop, not two. Yeah. <laughs> Work your way okay. up. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. Wow. We just that crushed that. We, 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 we didn't, didn't get to, get to any detox. other topics. <laughs> no, detox. That's next so time. Next yeah. time. Yeah. Next we got time. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming sugar. in. Very it's well, fun yeah. to have that male perspective. For yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. Until next time. Until next time. Thank we'll make sure we have that male mic waiting for you. Yeah. This one's mine. Sorry, ladies. This one's mine. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.